Hello and welcome to Game On, helping you lead a happier, healthier game of life. I'm Robert Affalter and I'm your host. I want to cover again, as we do every episode, exactly what we're talking about as far as this game. Some people don't like this idea that that life is a game. I, my life isn't a game. My life is serious. Well, <laughs> we, we all think our lives are serious, but in the ultimate uh, scope of things, perhaps it's just a game. So let me explain how I came up with this idea. First of all, I was in this place in meditation and the place was like being conscious of being in a cloud with nothing happening, no sight, nothing to watch, nothing to to uh, hear, nothing to do. I mean, just nothing existed except my awareness. And it was very peaceful. However, after a little while, I was bored. And at the end of that time, I wrote this article about, I titled it, In the Beginning, I Was Bored. And what I began to wonder is, did we create a universe so that we had something to observe, something to see? And then I was having another experience where I was playing solitaire on my computer. And Matt, my youngest son, was behind me. And this has been probably 20 years ago, almost, maybe longer. And he was behind me playing um, Super Mario. And he's just into it, just being Super Mario. I can see him in my computer screen. I thought, wow, you know, I'm playing solitaire. He's playing Super Mario. So, you know, we're both playing a game. But then as I watched him, he's no longer Matt. He's, I mean, at the moment, he's being Mario. He's, you know, uh, wait a minute. What, what if we are this consciousness actually having an experience of playing Bob Affalter or playing you? <laughs> and, and this is the experience. This is the game of life. We're having this experience. So if we start looking at things that way, okay, then can we look for evidence for that? And how do we better play the game? And one of the things I, I started looking at is, okay, there's a lot of books from, from people with a, a lot more wisdom than I have. <laughs> and, and they talk about a superconscious. And, you know, psychology kind of divides us up into a, a subconscious and a consciousness. But what I found is, and it was actually from Vernon Howard, he gave me this experiment in a book. And it was about how to focus your mind on something and then just sit with your eyes closed and try to visualize that in your mind. And the interesting thing was that you catch your mind wandering. So you, you think, I mean, most, at least for me, most of my life, I thought that I was in control of my mind. And when I did this experiment, I found out, well, okay, I can do this. I can think of a yellow pair. And in mental mastery, I use a red ball. By the way, the, this, whole, this whole idea with the physics and the biology and everything behind it is in my course, Mental Mastery. If you want to go to affalteracademy.com, you can take the course for free. It's about an eight-word course. But it's really simple. And each week is just a few minutes. You can watch for a few minutes. Do the exercises every week and it'll help you get in touch with who you really are. So anyway, back to this controlling the mind. So what I found was my mind would get away from me and I'd be watching it. And suddenly I'd realize, wait a minute, I'm not thinking about the yellow pair. So I'd bring my mind back and think about the yellow pair. And pretty soon 
I'd be going, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about the yellow parents pretty soon. There I was off. And every time it seemed like I was in control, but I wasn't thinking about what I was trying to think about. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> it was really interesting because what I discovered was that when I thought I was in control, I wasn't. And that was a powerful thing for me because then I learned I could detach and start to control my thinking. And once you can do that, right, let me give you an example of how powerful this is. My wife came out. I'd been up for a little bit. My wife came out and, you know, it's early morning. It's dark outside and we've got the lights on and she opens the blinds so she can see out. And I'm upset and I see, I'm sure, I don't remember what I said, but I'm sure I said something stupid. My wife's great. She just lets us go right overhead and doesn't pay any attention to me. So anyway... Um, back then I was riding the bus. So this has been like six years ago. And I was riding the bus at the time and I went down and I got on the bus and I sat down and I realized I'm still upset with my wife. What in the world? It's been like a half hour now. How can, what, what's this about? So I'm questioning my thinking, right? Because I'm watching my thinking, trying to improve on myself. And here I am with some upset with my wife over, over nothing about opening or shutting the blinds. What's really going on with that? And I looked in this and I got this memory of when I was probably, I don't know, six or seven years old, and my mother's teaching me how to close the blinds. And she tells me that when it gets dark outside and we turn on the light, we close the blinds so people can't see in. And I realized, you know, I put this in as my truth. This is how the world works. <laughs> and my wife wasn't following that. And as soon as I realized that, I realized how crazy that was. Who cares if somebody looks in? We're not doing anything anybody can't look in and see. So now I get up and I open the blinds for my wife in the morning so she can see out. Now, what if I didn't have the ability to watch my thoughts? What if I didn't care? What if I just stayed in that upset with my wife? How long could that have gone on? I have no idea. I know in my youth, I could carry grudges for quite a while. It was ridiculous. Who got hurt? Me. Right? I mean, when you're carrying all this stuff and you're upset and, you know, a lot of times the person you're upset with doesn't even know. And then if they find out, they don't even care. You know, we forgive, we forgive people because it helps us. You're not forgiving somebody for them. You're forgiving somebody because it quits eating you up inside. So that's just one way that mental mastery can help you lead a happier, healthier life. Now, I just posted on Facebook that I really started gaining peace and wisdom when I stopped defending things that I knew to be true. You know, so many things that it, it's like closing the blinds at night, right? We absorb things when we're little kids and we just believe that's the way things are. And for some reason, we get upset when our beliefs are challenged. And I really believe that's a big part of all the polarity that we see in the world right now. It's one belief system fighting another belief system and it doesn't mean either one of them is right, but they're fighting this belief system versus this belief system because neither one of them has the mental mastery to just go, well, wait a minute, maybe it's just wrong to begin with. Maybe I'm wrong. 
So I posted, well, <laughs> I found that I, I began achieving peace and greater wisdom once I quit defending what I knew to be true. And somebody, one of my friends said, well, I'm not there yet. And I said, well, consider this because this guy's a chiropractor. I know, I know he can follow what I'm talking about. And I said, I just read um, Giant versus Pygmy by B.J. Palmer. He's the developer of chiropractic. And one, what he was talking about was we are this giant intellect pretending to be a pygmy is <laughs> basically what the idea is. And what we do is we concentrate on our experience, our education, rather than concentrate on the part of us that's the true intelligence and let that come through and guide us. So that was giant versus pygmy. And then the other one is how does innate contact educate it? And the idea there is that we really have two mentalities. I'm, I'm really of the opinion right now that's probably not a good way to look at it. But he's looking at we have an educated mentality and an innate mentality. The educated is, is what we've learned since we've been born. And innate intelligence is kind of this intellect that we knows how to run our body and really is part of the universal intelligence, right? But when I've, I've been preparing to talk really for next week to chiropractors. And what makes more sense to me is that we've got this innate intelligence, which is part of the universal intelligence. And like I'm saying, we, we started this to play a game, right? So if we're playing this game, how can we, if, if you started out as a universal intelligence and you created a whole universe so that you have a playground, um, how do you limit yourself so that while you're playing the game, you don't know everything already. Because you can't have a decent game if you already know what the outcome is going to be, if you already know exactly how to play. I remember seeing, I don't remember, it was a, I think it was a Twilight Zone. I think it was a Twilight Zone. And it was this, this gambler. And he dies. And when he comes to and you know, he thinks he's in heaven. So he's, you know, he kind of comes around. He's looking around. He's in this hotel. And he goes out and he goes down. He's in a casino. And so he goes over the roulette wheel. He wins everything. He's so excited because he's winning. So he goes over some, some, and he plays another game and he wins again. Every, every, every time he plays, he wins. And he's so excited. But by the end of the day or, you know, pretty soon, it's not fun anymore because every time he wins, he never loses. So there's, there's not this challenge anymore. He's just, he's just winning every time. And then he, he asks his guide, you know, well, how do I get to the other place? And of course, then the flames come up and he says, where did you think you are? <laughs> so we might actually create our own hell if we were winning all the time because we enjoy the struggle. We enjoy the competition. And that's part of what the game is all about. So we've got to figure out how can we limit ourselves? Well, in chiropractic, one of the things we talk about is we're limited by our brains. We're limited by our bodies. So even though you have this super intellectual part of yourself, you really are, you really are this innate intelligence, pretending to be Robert Affalter, pretending to be whoever you are, right? And you're limiting yourself by your physical body. Well, there's only so much information you can store in your brain, right? And if you store a bunch of concepts in your brain, and you let that become and define you, then you're limited even more. You're limited to right here. You're limited to your brain, whatever you stored in your brain. 
And the people with the best brains and they've stored the most stuff, you know, they got a bigger ego for sure. Whether they really come out ahead or not depends. And we can go into that in other episodes. But it's not always the people with the great brains that win. It's often people that are open to allowing that intelligence that is who they are to take control and bring them a thought. And the question is, then, how do we do that? And I believe what has really helped me is to look at my thinking and say, is that true? Oftentimes it isn't true. And if I put the question there, if I quit defending what I think is true and go, what is the evidence that that might not be true? That opens myself up for truth to come in, to have a new idea, to actually have a new idea. But in order to have that happen, I've got to be able to let go of this idea of I'm right. This is the way it is. <laughs> and I'm, I'm upset if that isn't the way it is. You see where I'm going with that? So in order to really have that happen, what we've got to be able to do is take control of our minds. And that's what mental mastery is all about, is learning how to take control of your mind so that you can have a better experience, so that you can open yourself up to saying, oh, well, that, that concept isn't helping me. What's the evidence that shows that that's not right? Or, you know, I'm so emotional about that thought. I don't like that emotion. Well, why don't you get rid of that thought? I was just helping somebody the other day. I said, you know, the eight way to get rid of that. Here's, I don't know for sure that this is going to work for you. But one of the things we know is that, or there again, no. <laughs> what, what we're being taught right now is that the brain's only got so much matter. Just, just like I just said, right? We're limited by our brains. However, we can reprogram our brains. So if you stop doing something, you'll not be as good at it as you were when you were actively doing it. And if you start doing something else, you'll get better and better at it the more you do it. And I'm talking about physical things. I think it works for mental things too. And what neuroscientists are telling us is that they can somehow track the brain and you actually use more of what they call brain real estate when you're using some ability more and more. And when you stop using something, you're using less and less because it starts being used by what you're using more and more because you only got so much brain real estate. So you got to do it the best you can. It's kind of cool. So use it or lose it really works in terms of the brain. So if you want to get rid of this thought that's driving you nuts, <laughs> what you want to do is practice. Every time you have that thought, practice having a thought that is what you want. Shift your thinking over to what, and I know it can be, I've struggled with some, some thought, some emotional thought coming back to me time after time for a day, time, but just keep switching it, keep switching it. And the idea is if you switch that often enough, it's going to diminish. The brain real estate that that thought's using will actually diminish. Now, here's an interesting thing. I know people that have lost loved ones and they continue to post pictures about it and and how much they miss them and it goes on and on and on and i believe it's kind of to honor the people that are gone we still remember you and i get it i do get it however i think we have to be careful that we don't get stuck there i don't want to get stuck in the past 
I want to keep moving forward. What's next? What's next? I honor my past. This talk that I'm giving Monday, I'll talk a lot about my parents because they had a, a huge influence on me. And some of the thinking that I just I just gave you, I thought turned out to be more of a negative one about my mother. But both my mother and father have given me thoughts that uh, that propelled me to be the person that I am. And some of them, some, in the same token, I've had to get rid of some of them. So I honor my parents, but I don't continue to try to try to dwell on how much I miss them. Similarly, I lost, uh, I had an 18-month-old son die in my arms. And, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing for me to talk about. I, get, I did a talk at uh, Dale Carnegie course, and we had to give an emotional talk. I cried through the whole thing. Um, I'm surprised I'm not crying now, but I, I've gotten past that a little bit now, see? But it's been, it's been 42 years, something like that. <laughs> so hopefully I'd be past it. But I, I know some people that are so, I mean, they're keeping this thought, this emotional thought, and how tough this is for them and, you know, how they're struggling with it and, and they can't get past it. And they're not, they're not living the life they could have because they're stuck in their past. So I'm going to call that an episode for today. If you really want to get into mental mastery, I encourage you to go to affalteracademy.com and preface it with HTTPS colon slash slash dot dot www. And I'll put it also in the, if those of you are watching it on uh, Spotify or hopefully the rest of them also pick up the links, but I'll put a link in the comments so that you can go straight to it. And that's the episode for today. Thanks for watching. I hope you get a lot out of this and lead or live a happier, healthier life as you play the game of life. Thanks for watching.